episode 56. Yay. And we were gone a week, so this is exciting. We're back in the realm of doing this again. Guess who's back? Back again. Joe and Sarah are back. Tell a friend. Um, yeah, we're here. We did take off a week because I was vibing in Tulsa, you know, just having a wild time all around. Um, great trip in in conclusion class. It was fantastic. Um, we will get into that more in the second half of the show. We, of course, have stories for y'all because we did hang out while we were there. Um but yeah, great time. I hung out with my dad, but we just did not have any time to record. So we took a week off. We hope you'll forgive us. And and we're back again. How, how have things been since uh, since last we spoke um, in person? Uh, pretty good. I don't think I have anything really uh, super exciting to talk about. I thought there was like one thing you would care about, but now I can't even think about it. Just, um, you know, getting back to the daily life and all that jazz. So... <laughs> all that jazz <laughs> jazz <Yeah>. your dog <laughs> yeah the yaws life the yaws <laughs> <laughs> i can't believe you've never thought of that before like you've had this no, dog named I... jazz for seven years and you've never called her yaws <laughs> i know and i'm like a huge anchorman fan so it's weird <laughs> the yaws flute <laughs> yaws flute a <laughs> uh, huge missed opportunity there um oh, awesome yeah. well yeah i've just been uh you know, back to work since I got back from Tulsa a few days ago and just like getting back into the swing of things. Um, I thought you were about to say getting jiggy with it. And I don't know why that like that thought entered my mind that you're about to say that since that's uh, such a common phrase for you. Yeah, I say that often, clearly. (laughs) (laughs) I could be getting jiggy with it. You don't know. Um, (laughs) No, not really. Um, If if by getting jiggy with it, you mean like getting into the dermatologist finally, then like, yeah, I am getting pretty jiggy with it um you know how hard it is to get into a fucking dermatologist sorry i'm gonna go on a little mini like u.s well didn't you have like a, well didn't you have like very privileged dermatology growing up because your dad knew like the dermatologist in tulsa yeah obvi like so we were tight with the derm in tulsa he was like the best one in tulsa um i'd been going to him like since birth because my my mom's a psycho and like lives at the dermatologist so she just like started taking me for like every minor little rash I ever had in like childhood um I'd like to point out too that I actually went to the same dermatologist that you went to and out of out of my year of going to him I never met him one time that's amazing. He he's elusive. He's hard to he's hard to nail down but he always makes time for me. He went to Holland Hall you know that right well, yeah, and I looked at Hall and Tall too. Did he give a fuck? Nah. He, okay, he sorry. Bye. I'm like a VIP though, a little bit. Um, yeah, we were tight. Um, this guy's very old to clarify, but he went to the same school as us. And he would always just like shoot the shit with me and come into my appointment and be like, yo, is that teacher still teaching? Like he taught me. It was his first year of teaching. I can't believe he's still teaching there and like all this stuff. So we're tight like that. Love my dermatologist back in Tulsa, but I was like, he's impossible to get into like on short notice. And like, I hadn't been to Tulsa in like two years. So I finally had to break down and like find one out here in California. Luckily I live in like fucking medical center of the world. There's like (laughs) eight, there's like eight healthcare systems within like a one mile radius of me. So I go to the UCSD dermatology clinic go there um i was lucky to get in first of all this is my little rant about the u.s healthcare system and how shitty it is um 
I called to just get an appointment because I have like these bumps on my forehead. Yes, they're very insignificant, but they bother me. So whatever. So I finally was like, I better go get these checked out and like get a professional opinion because I can't like self-diagnose myself on these. Um, So like a call and they're like, yeah, the first appointment's like at the end of October. Okay, cool. It's like the end of July. Um, Very, very chill. Um, Why would I wait like three months to have these bumps looked at like are you kidding me um and then they're like oh wait a cancellation just came up um and it's like on wednesday or whatever so it was like the day i after i got back from california and i'm like whenever it is i'll take it so like i took the appointment cool i got in um i go and she looks at my bumps and she's like yeah cool like i'm just they, they could be a number of things but this whatever they are like this will treat them so she prescribes me retin-a um which is like clinical strength retinol, basically. There's a variety of retinoids, retinol being like the -the over-the-counter one that you could get, like Sephora. And then there's like Retin-A, which is prescription strength. She writes me a prescription for Retin-A. Cool, 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 cool. Heard of it before, good to go. Go to the pharmacy. First of all, they called it into the wrong pharmacy, which took me a while to figure out. I went to my normal pharmacy and I'm like, hi, I'm here to pick up my prescription. They're like, oh, we don't have it. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I look at my paperwork and they'd sent it to the wrong pharmacy. And I'm like, okay, whatever. But the right, the pharmacy I sent it to is like across the street. No big deal. I go, roll into the CVS. I'm like, hey, I'm here to pick up my prescription. And they're like, oh yeah, there's like a note flagged on it. I'm like, what does that mean? They're like, oh, you need to go talk to the actual pharmacist, not the pharmacy tech. So I'm like, okay. So go over to the other window, talk to the pharmacist, the pharmacist or whatever. And she's like, oh yeah, your insurance doesn't cover this. That's why it's flagged. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, cool. So like how much is it out of pocket? Like it can't be that expensive, right? Like retin-A is pretty common. She's like, oh no, it'll be like over a hundred dollars. And I'm like, I don't want to pay over a hundred dollars. So I'm like, okay, like what do I do about this? And she's like, oh, well you have to have like your, call your doctor back and have them call the pharmacy and say like, no, you really need this. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like you just, she prescribed it. So like, I need it. That's like the point of prescribing something. And they're like, yeah, no, but like she has to like give like another approval that you like actually need it. And I'm like, very cool thank you awesome like legit like that is the process so next day call the derm back and they're like they probably get this a lot but they're like oh yeah we'll put in that request right now sounds good um and I'm like okay cool like how long before that'll be all like you know dealt with and they're like oh okay so it could be like three to five business days on our end and then like we don't know how long insurance will take to actually like process that approval and I'm like love it love this journey for me thank you very cool. So that's where I'm at with getting this stupid ass retin-A. Um, I was doing a lot of reading about it online. Probably no one cares about my skincare routine, but I was doing a lot of reading online. And- I was going to say the <laughs> podcast really wants to know every detail of your skincare routine. Let me just like- break it down for you. No, but I'm sorry. <laughs> I just have to say this. Like I was reading online and like basically like you can get like over the counter retinoids that are like very very similar to retin-a so I think I'm just gonna go buy some of that and start because like I don't know when if ever I'm actually gonna get this prescription filled because apparently my doctor has to tell them like three times no really she does need it I prescribed it that wasn't like a fun joke like I I prescribed it because she needs it but no I'm really telling you again she needs it and I'm just like thank you U.S. healthcare system great process flawless beautiful execution all around so that's my little journey i've been on for my fucking forehead bumps um yeah that's like the excitement for my life these days 
That Ooh. is exciting. It's Ooh. it's thrilling. I just, you know, your dad's a pharmacist, you know the life. Um, but I just, yeah, I, I was just so annoyed because I'm just like, seriously, like, why does my doctor have to like confirm like three times? Like, yes, she does need this. And that's why I wrote the prescription. Yeah, I mean, basically like capitalism and healthcare don't really match because like what your health needs typically costs a lot of money for like most stuff. So, and insurance doesn't want to pay for shit. So they basically don't <laughs> really equal each other. I know, and they're like, yeah, cool. But us. like, we don't want to do that. So <laughs> we're not going did to. You, <laughs> did you watch that one Pete Holmes video I sent you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, where he's like, he's like, you have anal bleeding, you have AIDS, like you have like, <laughs> You have all these problems. The guy's like, so like, what are you going to do to treat it? He's like, uh, let me get it. And he just like shoves a middle finger in the guy's <laughs> face. He's like, turns out you don't have insurance. So bye. That is how it be though. It, it really is. Like even with insurance, they're like, but do you really need this? I mean, I know yeah. your doctor said you needed it, but like, do we believe your doctor? I mean, come on. Like, I'm just... Is it not just like women problems? Like it's probably probably your uterus right like it's just your uterus and we can't do anything about it sorry sorry, <laughs> sorry about it <laughs> god yeah so anyway moving on um should we get into some stories <laughs> all right so this one is kind of meta because it's talking about Craigslist in general, which I kind of like these ones where people kind of like ruminate on the fact that they're on Craigslist in the first place. I kind of, I like the self-awareness. So let's get into it. The title is Filling a Void and it's in Mission Beach. Whenever I get bored, Craigslist was the answer. Ever since the dating section went away, I've had this void in my life. I've been numb. If, you, if you're like me, interested in getting to know someone cool, hit me up. This is a 44-year-old male interested in women only. I stay up late, so don't be shy. I'm definitely worth messaging. Please no men. Thanks for listening. How many times do you have to say no men? Like, no men, though. felt excessive. No homo, bro. Yeah, like, he's, he's definitely, like, pulling one of those. Um, but... I, I like this. He's just like, yo, like, I really miss the Craigslist dating section. Like, so here I am, like, get at me. I still you know? like that he's like, I'm up late, ladies. You know how I be. Coming up on them late nights. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but hey, I like that he's just like shooting his shot. He He's out here. He's ready. So Craigslist dating section be damned. He's here. He's ready to go. <laughs> But I agree. I miss the Craigslist dating section too. It was the best. <laughs> yeah, it's stupid. We should bring it back. I know. Can we petition Craigslist? We should start like um, like a change.org petition <laughs> 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 to bring back the trashy Craigslist dating sections. Because <laughs> those always work. Oh my God. Yeah, exactly. All right. I got my first one. Okay. Starts with, you know, the classic hey ladies love that <laughs> he goes hey ladies would love to see you with your head tilted back and your mouth open show us what you look like giving head lipstick pick picks go to the top of the list we will be out and about tonight and would love to hook up with a hot girl for fun we are fit and capitalized 
no drama, dot, 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 again, no drama. Send us your best pick and we will choose one or more to meet up with. We can host, have a great room downtown. Let's see them, ladies. Okay, who's we in this scenario? Like, That's a great question. This? I do not know. Is it, is it a couple <laughs> looking for a third? Is it two dudes? Like, I... I just like wish they'd clarified a little bit because that's like a very different vibe. Like, it, sounds, <laughs> it sounds like two or more men. Okay, so it's like I a group of dudes gather. rolling into town looking for them ladies, basically. But like, did, so are they, they like want... spit roasting, like running train? Like, what are they doing? Just a huge orgy? I don't, a lot of options. I don't know. Um, but did they want? women to submit photos of like blowjob technique well, yeah. like they wanted them to be like ah yeah like, you like, can't see what i'm doing but you know yeah. like head tilted back mouth open and like, they said here, lipstick I, is a plus should i take a photo like yeah yeah that's hot that's like is that what they're looking for wants. okay that's terrifying like that's like the scary that's like the scariest photo <laughs> ever like why would someone want to see that <laughs> should i post this on our insta yeah you should it's terrible okay. okay it's terrible i'll post it with the with the pictures from this episode because like it's scary like no one no one should see that honestly so that's the kind of photos they want submitted really <laughs> like, it like who gives them blowjob with their like head all the way tilted back anyway like that's that a bad doesn't angle. even make like, sense logistically that no. doesn't even work like is the dude like hanging like suspended overhead like what's going on that you need to tilt yeah, your like, head all the way back He's like Spider-Man. It's like when he and Mary Jane do the kiss, but he just like gets his dick But it's out. his like, dick, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, like I don't understand that technique at all. Um, okay, and I love that they're acting like this is a very exciting contest that women should be thrilled to enter. They're like, we'll pick like one or two. And it's like, oh, wow, <laughs> hope I win. <laughs> I know, I like that they believe that they will get multiple like requests for this. Like that's my favorite part. I know, like, I love these dudes on here who are like, oh, ladies, like, send your hottest photo and maybe I'll pick you. It's like, why, though? Like, why would any woman do that? Oh, God. I don't, I just don't understand. I don't either. Okay. So my next one is interesting. It's a long one. The title is Cindy, Where You At? It's in Vista. <clears throat> this post goes out to Cindy, the sweet little Latina hottie. We used to work together at a warehouse temp job until you quit working there due to the inappropriate behavior of our boss. <laughs> he laid us all off only a few days later, so I am definitely not on that guy's side either, for the record. All my recent relationships have been with men, but I think I like you the best out of any girls I have met before. I want to make it work with you. I was heartbroken when you got transferred to the other warehouse. You mm. probably noticed me staring at you a few times and it was only because I just couldn't help it. And I know you saw, I saw you staring too. Don't be shy, baby. I know I am not the most manly type of guy out there, but I would love to spend some time with you. If you see this, Cindy, reply to my post so we can exchange deets and go on dates, smiley face. I was that tall chubby guy with the long and curly brown hair who put a smile on your face winky face 
It's really nice. I, I don't think it's I can like, make fun of this. No, it's really sweet and wholesome, but also I just like worry that this guy's maybe like trying to like force himself to like into something that he's not really into, you know? He's mm-hmm. like, I'm I've been with dudes, but of all the girls, you're the one I like the most. So let's like give this a shot. I don't know. It kind of seems like maybe he's just trying to like force something to make it work because maybe like situationally he thinks it would be better to be like in a straight relationship and that kind of makes me a little sad so that that was the only part of this that i i was a little uncomfortable with i was kind of like oh buddy like you should just be comfortable being yourself or maybe he's just like bi but has mostly done dudes but like yeah that could be it maybe he's just going both ways and is is trying to get something serious with a lady i don't know um i hope cindy sees this though genuine he does seem really genuine and sweet like it sounds like they actually had like a really good like friendship and i kind of hate the little subplot here that like she got transferred to a different warehouse because her boss was harassing her like just from an hr perspective i'm like oh that's rough i hate this so um yeah kind of a, a sad little tale here but i hope they find each other i hope he finds cindy seems like they had a good connection it does sound nice. Yeah. So, yeah. Damn. Okay. What's your next All one? Right. So I got a ready, uh, Reddit wedding post for you. My favorite. Yes. I think this is like some, I think, I, I think there's, I think there's a clear answer, but at least I like this one because it's, it's, is it's it an am I the asshole situation or? It's like advice. Okay. So, okay. I mean, like, I think she's like kind of, Asking if she's the asshole, but not necessarily. Okay. She, she's a 28 year old female. She's saying like, is it okay that I feel better about how much my boyfriend, 30 male, is willing to spend on my engagement ring? Hi Reddit, I don't know if I'm looking for real advice here, but I wanna get this off my chest. Recently, my boyfriend and I had a conversation about engagement and getting married. He, bu- he brought up that he's looking at rings and shocked by how expensive they are and that the cheapest diamond rings start at about $1,500. And he went on for about how he probably would rather spend about $3,000. And if there was a ring that's $3,000 and one that's $6,000, he'd rather go for the one that's $3,000. Now, $3,000 may not sound like it's a small amount of money, but here's the context. He makes $120,000 a year with about $650,000 take home after taxes each month, uh, 650,000, 6,500, yeah, to, uh, take home after taxes each month, and I make 250,000, so it's safe to say that I'm not marrying him for the money. The upsetting part is he spends about $8,000 on his truck recently and just bought a $5,000 tent and is now talking about getting a boat in the future for $13,000. I feel really bitter every time he talks about this boat, or of his dreams to the point that I just don't really feel like talking to him about it right now. I feel he's being cheap when it comes to making me happy and I don't feel as important to and his interests or hobbies. It's even made me question if he's really the right person to marry. So how do you feel about this? Okay, I'm glad she gave a lot of context because at mm-hmm. first I was like, girl, like 3000 is plenty for a ring. Like he's exactly. right. I was like, that's a, that's a good ring. You can get a very nice ring for that. Like no problem. Um, but then when she put in all the context, I was like, oh no, he should be spending more on this ring. 
unless yeah, unless she was also like no babe i totally don't care like i don't need a flashy ring like that's a stupid thing to spend money on like unless they're in agreement and i do know people who like make a lot of money who like are in agreement that that's just like not important to them or whatever you know like for some people mm -hmm. that's fine if you guys are on the same page like no problem like yeah but like clearly he has no problem spending money on himself um and they both make a lot of money and she made it clear like she yeah. makes like more than him like she's not a gold digger um I think he should spend more on the ring. Absolutely. I think I think what pisses her off most is not even that like what the price of the ring, but that he bitches about spending money on the ring. Yeah. I yeah. think is honestly like pissing her off the most. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. When he like has no problem spending tons of money on like his stupid shit, you know? Yeah, so I get her point. It's just like he makes her feel insignificant. And it's, yeah, a clear, think, it's a clear, like, I don't care as much about you as I care about, like, doing things for myself. Yeah. Also, a boat, boat is a waste of money. I just want that's everyone fucking dumb. No, to that's know fucking that. Dumb. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, he should spend more on the ring if that's what she wants. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever heard the two greatest moments of your life of getting a boat? <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, first one is when you get the boat and the second one is when you ine inevitably sell the boat because you're miserable of it <laughs> yeah dude I don't know I just, I have no desire to ever have a boat I don't understand that appeal but sure <laughs> go for it dude <laughs> I've never really gotten it it just like looks really ugly in your yard honestly yeah well like where do you there's no good place to store it because then no. like if you're gonna dock it somewhere then you have to pay to like house your boat somewhere or just park it in your driveway like a redneck and mm -hmm. it's just no good answer unless you have a full-on yacht like unless you are purchasing a yacht and you are at that level of wealth that you can dock your yacht somewhere and have people take care of it and all of that like it's like that or nothing for me like there's no in between on the boat front unless like you go on like annual boat trips with t-pain and he sings i'm on a boat like i don't see the that's the caliber I want. Yeah, right. all or nothing. <laughs> Absolutely. Damn. All right. Yeah, this dude just been more on the ring. The end. Mm -hmm. All right. Um. So uh, my last one, <laughs> it's just funny. The title is "Tender Match Disconnected" in La Mesa. We were making a really genuine connection, messaging on Tender, and then suddenly you disappeared. The conversation seemed so fire, I couldn't believe you would have unmatched me mid-conversation. There's no way. It didn't seem natural. <laughs> I read online about a glitch where Tinder matches sometimes just randomly disappear, when it's for sure a glitch because the people know each other in real life and know for sure that neither of them unmatched each other. I had said to you, someone asked me this recently and now it's the only thing I ever want to know about anyone when I meet someone new. If you died tomorrow and you could only keep one memory with you for the rest of eternity, what would it be? Message me with what your memory uh, to keep for eternity was and what mine was. Please, so hoping you see this, Alex. This is like too much work. It makes me so uncomfortable. Dude, <laughs> she disconnected you. Like she unmatched you, dude. Deal with it. Or she just deleted Tender. Deal with it. <laughs> yeah. I love how he goes on this elaborate journey of like, no, no, I read online that this is totally a thing that happens. Like, <laughs> like dude, no. <laughs> Let me uh, mansplain to you why I never get ghosted, basically. Oh my God. Yeah, he's legit. Like, it's not possible. This couldn't happen to me. <laughs> dude, oh my God. Alex, my man, come on. <laughs> like, <laughs> move on. 
Yeah, just start swiping. Who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah, for real. Oh my god. All right. This is an amazing one to end on. I'm so happy that I get to read this one. Okay. All right. It's some uh, trouble with parents finding uh, time for that intimacy. So mm. uh, he said, this happened literally 10 minutes ago. I'm dying laughing. My wife is mortified. My wife and I haven't had a whole lot of alone time recently. Our four-year-old has, hasn't been sleeping and well and comes to our bed to snuggle and sleep with us most nights. Tonight, after a few glasses of wine, we decide that tonight is the night. We tell our daughter to leave our room and shut the door on the way out. I did not, however, tell her to lock it. Shenanigans begin. Now, I like eating my wife's ass. It's what I do. <laughs> he just dives right in there. He's like, let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you the game plan. Like, oh my God. We set the mood for you. Let me give you the full agenda. Here we go. <laughs> All right. Oh, boy shenanigans begin now i like eating my wife's ass it's what i do after a few minutes of getting to business it's who i am uh after a few minutes of getting to business my wife starts frantically hitting me on the head and shouting babe 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 i look up from my wife's thighs and see our four-year-old literally in bed with us laughing her ass off and the first words out of her mouth are why is daddy sniffing your butt i immediately extricate myself from the situation roll over and die laughing into my pillow about this time our 18 year old walks up to our bedroom door to check on the situation my wife and i both clearly naked under the sheets are dying laughing as our four-year-old reports to her, her her big sister i saw daddy kissing mommy's butt our eldest knows exactly what happened and she herself starts dying of laughter in the doorway a mixture of humor and terror overtake my wife, and finally she gives and starts laughing her ass off. We eventually banish our little gremlin back to her bedroom, and our eldest makes popcorn and goes back to her room. I'm laying here with my wife right now, laughing our asses off, drinking wine and watching Veep for the 50th time. Uh, we're about 30 minutes out of the incident. My wife is freaking out thinking that our daughter is going to tell our daycare teacher tomorrow. She keeps rubbing her forehead saying, I can't believe what just happened. Uh, my life is also floored by how this blew up on Reddit and uh, is now, he's now also giving advice for people um, on giving ass too. If you want me to read that, I can. It's, it's up to you. I think I'm okay on that front. Okay. Um, our listeners can go find this post probably if they're really curious about the, the, the finer details of the situation. Um, but that's really funny. I love that the kid is just full on like appears in the bed with them. Just like, yeah. hi. <laughs> You're sniffing her butt. That's funny. Awesome. Also, like when everyone laughs at what a little kid says, the little kid's just like, oh, that's hilarious. And so like, I know. So he then, will definitely tell everyone this. Oh, absolutely. Because then they do it more. Awesome. Um, well, that was our stories. So we will take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll um, dive into Tulsa story time and so much more. All right. Be right back. Have you enjoyed your binge of sexy beasts? Well, you'll enjoy Netflix's new apocalyptic dating show, The Smell of Love. Watch as contestants try and choose which person is hottest by smelling each other's butts. They make them wear dog costumes and everything. Sit back and relax as one guy tries to guess which girl has the biggest butt just by smelling it. Your thesis that men are the worst can be proven even more right. 
Netflix. We'll make fucking anything. And we are back. And we're going to get into some Tulsa stories in a bit. But first, Joe has a another selection i believe probably from behind the bastards because this is all we do on our pod now um so he has a little um story to tell and it's probably gonna be pretty dark so then we're gonna do it first so that we can lighten the mood with those tulsa vibes so take it away it's really dark but it's also really interesting because i had no idea um and i have not told you who the celebrity is yet no i'm going in totally blind i'm excited and also scared so let's do it so (laughs) mark mark me down (laughs) scared and horny (laughs) so i'm gonna give you the name and i want your initial impression of this guy without me giving you any facts what you think of him okay i'm ready steven seagal i'm gonna be real with you i'm blanking on who that even is that's the problem that's why that's why no this guy's a piece of shit but like literally no one knows who he is because legit like i've heard the name but i don't know who he is or what he does he was like in a bunch of like late 80s early 90s like action movies like with the guy with the gun and he's gonna like save everyone type thing like you know like those types of movies just like google under siege real quick and you'll like okay. instantly because I guarantee you've seen like the poster for Under Siege at one point in your life. Because like it's at like every Walmart and like those types of things. It's like him with like a military outfit, and he like oh yeah yeah okay yeah. I mean this definitely does look familiar. This looks very eighties. Mm-hmm. He screams eighties. You're right. You're right. Okay. So what's your what's your impression just like looking at him? I mean, he looks like a douche lord, but... He's a douche lord, and I really thought, like, this would be fairly quick talking about him. And then, like, the more I learned, the more I just had to talk about it. Because, like, okay, we'd get into people, like, I feel like Dr. Oz, like, there's some interesting stuff. And then, like, Dr. Phil, he was very kind of, like, greedy and used, like, was kind of apathetic to human, like, emotion. And then even, like, some more, like, people who are, like, spoiler alert, a little bit, like, predators um you have like cosby and he has like a whole like system of like he you know like drugs you and then rapes you and stuff like that right i gotta be honest with steven seagal what really impresses me about his douchiness is like how diversified he is within like the various ways he's a douchebag like we're really gonna run the gamut here we're like it it might honestly be a little hard to follow because we're gonna be hard-hitting so many odd topics of how douchey he is Yikes. Okay, let's get into it. Let's dig in. (laughs) I'm scared. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) So as if as if like a very narrow type of white male, he decided to go to Japan to be a karate master in the 70s. So he does that. He, he you already know like the type of dude. That's I'm a type. About. That's a yeah. type. Yep. <laughs> I know the vibes. <laughs> and then he comes back and opens like you know, golden kung fu dragon karate classes or whatever. Like he opens up like a studio with a system and has crappy like VHS tape videos of it that he sells. Like there's like a very specific type. Oh man, you're already like spoiling some of my. I'm fun so sorry. Because, like, I jumped right ahead. I just, yeah. I knew, like, I could just predict I mean, the trajectory type, here. So it's, yeah. hard, it's hard not yeah. to realize that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Okay, keep going. <laughs> okay, so Stephen uh, goes to Japan because he he he's gonna be a master, and so he gets into um, Aikido, which is kind of like more of defense. Like I guess like the best way to describe it is like kind of like Jackie Chan type style, like martial arts, where you're like not the aggressor, you're like defending against stuff. So like some people, I guess, currently in like the martial arts community, like kind of sees it as like for wimps because it's more like defensive type thing. Um, but I mean, like, to be completely honest, like any type of martial arts has to take like talent and like, by all accounts, he seems like pretty good at it, even though like, he's a piece of shit. But I mean, like, he, he seems like to be relatively good at it. So okay. we will give him that piece of it. So at his like dojo or whoever this like Aikido like <laughs> master is, he winds up dating her, his daughter. Classic. And, yeah. <laughs> where's so, the Where's the movie based on his life story? That's what dude, I want to see. Dude, we need this. We really need this because, like, it would be insane. It's like a shitty version of Batman Begins. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Instead of like becoming a Batman, he just assaults a whole lot of women. Oh Spoiler no! Alert. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um. So it's his wife was Mayoko Funati. I, I probably don't say it right. Whatever. Um, but she's a great lady. I have nothing against her. But anyway, they have three kids together. He opens up his own Aikido dojo in Japan, and he claimed to be the first white person to open up a martial arts dojo in Japan. That is actually false. Like many, many things that we will come to learn that Steven Seagal says about himself. The test determined that was a fucking lie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then what Sarah already like forecasted, he decides to move to Hollywood to start his own Aikido gym there. You gotta. And it's the only uh, move. The only move at that point. And honestly, like Hollywood's like the best spot for this because like um it's like 80s and there's still some of it now, but there's a big kind of like curiosity with the Asian culture, I should say. Like yes, in that was Hollywood. definitely a phase that we went through like as a society for a while there. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, I'm not, so the I'm not saying it was a good thing, but it did happen. <laughs> right. So the agent for David Letterman meets Steven Seagal and is really into his dojo. And so he gets him on as like a like choreographer like stunt guy for like James Bond films, essentially like is like what he gets him into. And um, Warner Brothers has him some like do some like screen tests and stuff like that. And like, I know you're not as familiar with them, but if you've seen Steven Seagal in anything, like literally anything, he is a terrible actor. He has like zero chemistry. And this is like regardless of anything like before i even knew anything about him like i already knew this about steven seagal he's just not a good actor like by any margin that you want to like deem him by okay so we're gonna get into the other weird aspect of steven seagal's life and he has like very high mob and like kind of underground influences so um he claimed that he was he worked as like a bodyguard for many dictators um, he lies a lot, so it's really hard to, like, keep track if that's actually true or not. However, what we do kind of find out is, like, basically who the screenwriter was for Lethal Weapon, wrote Lethal Weapon 2, and one of his contract terms was, like, instead of taking a higher salary to write a sequel, he forces Warner Brothers to cast Steven Seagal as a lead. 
which is really odd for anyone to do. Just and like a they, weird flex, but yeah. yeah. So when they looked into it, like all of Steven Seagal's checks, like his early movies, like went to a different guy who was not his agent. And the guy was definitely in the mob. So it definitely seemed like the mob had interest in making Steven Seagal like a movie star. Okay. Okay. That's, that's fun and interesting. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Very so that's, cool. <laughs> that's weird. So now we need to hit on his other marriages real fast. Um, he, while he was married to uh, Japanese, Japanese dojo daughter, um, he then also married Adrienne LaRussa um, while he was, you know, doing his whole little like dojo business in Hollywood. Um, she, they lasted about two years. Um, the marriage was annulled because he was married to someone else at the time. So that's a pretty easy way to like get out of a marriage. However, what's interesting about it is she actually paid him alimony. Um, be, <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> because she, like when they asked her about it, she said, because I was very terrified of the people he hung around with. So like back to those mob connections, it kind of makes sense that this woman like would pay him money. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. So then he meets someone famous. Like if we had some 80s buff on here they, they know who she is do you know kelly lebrock no she was in uh weird science like she was like the really attractive lady in weird science like the movie where they like create the ultimate female and yeah. like they create her essentially okay yeah i can picture her yeah so she was in some 80s films he marries her um and they also have three kids together um Marriage doesn't seem great. He was on the Arsenio Hall show. Yeah, we're dating ourselves. And he stated that, uh, like, because, you know, he's married to someone famous or Arsenio said, asked him, like, how's his, like, marriage going? And his response was, like, I always have to show her who's boss, that type of macho bullshit, which, you know, oh, is great. Oh, no. Yeah. Nice. And what's sad about her is she does have a history of like molestation and stuff like that she's never like directly stated anything against steven seagal um she does have three kids with him and that might be one reason why she's never really like said a whole lot publicly um but they did last for like like 10 years then they got divorced let's see 1996 yeah so they did last like quite a bit but um, that also kind of helped him rise to prominence a little bit that he was like married to this well-known actress at the time so this is the late 80s. He gets into a film uh, called Above the Law. And all his films are like relatively the same. He plays like some cop or military dude position guy who like has to take down the bad guys. That's literally the like synopsis for any film he's in. I mean, so, and also the synopsis for like the 80s as a whole, yeah. I would say. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like Die Hard is clearly like the best of those be mainly because of like alan rickman is like the only one movie. worth watching yeah. yeah and it's mostly alan rickman is like yes. the star of that movie but hans gruber is the ultimate movie villain he, he is, is top tier like doesn't get better yeah no it's it's absolutely wonderful i love it so i mean like that's the best ones of those types his is like a far like degrade version of that Okay. Oh, however, like as we noted earlier, out for our uh, under siege, I had like Tommy Lee Jones. Like, I mean, like, it was actually like a fairly well grossing movie. I think like out of like a thirty million dollar budget, it grossed like one hundred fifty million. So like 
his movies were not just like little shit movies like he actually was in some like pretty big stuff for the time um so as i said like we're gonna dive into some weird things so now we're gonna go into saturday night live um Mm. right it took a turn (laughs) it did take a turn okay so if you looked up who is the worst saturday night live guest of all time it is undoubtedly by all accounts Steven Seagal like out of like everyone like I think Lauren Michaels has been there the whole time like he banned Steven Seagal from ever coming back to the show like everyone (laughs) hates Steven Seagal dude I just feel like it has to be pretty bad for Lauren Michaels to ban you because like there have been some really bad like hosts and musical guests that have still not been banned <laughs> like, yeah i mean like anytime you see like an athlete they're normally not a great like the athletes person. are always really yeah. boring i mean kanye always does weird shit and he get, mm-hmm. keeps getting to come back like i don't know it, that's no, very strange that's truly how terribly he was and like it's funny because like there's so many like stories about it and like that's kind of been like one story by like the Saturday Night Live people is they want to all ask like what your Steven Seagal story is kind of like as a summary he basically would just like scream at the writers that they weren't writing him funny enough stuff which like really yeah, motivates dude. writers to write you funny material when you just are like constantly <laughs> I'm at funny them. damn it make me funny <laughs> Yeah, I guess he'd get offended anytime someone would write someone else a funny line that wasn't his. Like, he was really offended by this. What's funny is I saw a video of Rob Schneider, um, you know, film star of, like, The Hot Chick and The Animal, like, some really, like, high-rated movies. Yeah, top-tier stuff. (laughs) And he just, like, basically made fun of Steven Seagal, like, so hard. He said that, like, his first day with him on Saturday Night Live, Steven comes up to him and is just like, oh, my God, Rob. I just read the best script I've ever read in my entire life. And Rob was like, oh my God, like, tell me about it. Like, who wrote it? Like, what, what was it about? And Steven was just like, I wrote it. And then like, walked away. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Okay, that's amazing. It is amazing. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, I'm gonna start doing that right like it's (laughs) it's such a weird power move but like (laughs) what what a great line oh my gosh I'm just gonna start doing that with everything in life I'm just gonna be like oh my god I just had the best like pizza ever or like whatever and then someone will be like oh my god like cool where'd you get it I'll be like I made it (laughs) I did it Oh, that's beautiful. Love and it. So okay. then they talked about like some sketches that he came prepared with him that he thought would kill. Oh no. Oh wait, my that's like not God. a thing. You don't write your own sketches for Saturday Night Live. <laughs> Has anyone else ever done that? Like they have legit comedians on and they don't do that. Well, I mean, like what they'll do is like, hey, like they I let them do the monologue or something. Well, yeah, but... or they'll be like, I'm good with like this accent, or I think my strength is like X, Y, or Z. And so like all the people were just like everything he pitched was like so atrocious. Like they felt like they were being pranked, honestly. Like it was that bad. And let me give you one of them because it's truly like I don't understand the comedy, like where this comes in. So his big idea is he wanted to play a rape therapist. 
and that he would be counseling. Yes, I'm not done. <laughs> and he would be counseling rape victims. And the big punchline is he would be like, have to like tell them that they'd be have to go to therapy for three years and then he would try to rape them. I'm sorry, like, excuse my awkward silence, but I just right. don't know what to say. Like, and no. that was a comedy sketch. That was a comedy sketch that he thought would be great. Like, that he wanted to play the rape therapist that would rape the girls. Oh my god, this man's a psychopath. He's like, so, full on. Oh, we're not even close to... Stop. <laughs> oh no. Uh, so, so, um, let's get into why he thought that rape would be a hilarious sketch for Saturday Night Live by the way there's not that many videos of him on SNL on YouTube there's one with him like Chris Farley it ain't great like Chris Farley is like a teenager that comes to his house and like he's the father of a teenage girl and like he doesn't want him to go on a date with her it ain't great like if you want to look it up you can but it's truly I don't really want to no. I'm good yeah I tried looking it up just to see out of curiosity and it's about what I pictured in my brain so yeah, I'm going to pass on that one. So um, now we're going to move into kind of history since maybe people don't know it, kind of like you, Sarah. But like, so he was big early, like or late 80s, early 90s. And then he like started like hitting like a rut to where now he was kind of going into like direct to like video, direct to digital, like releases, like still making movies, but it would just got like cheaper and like people would pay for him to do it just because like he was still like a name, even though like he can't really release a movie like theatrically anymore right so that was kind of like his trajectory okay um but we now need to get into all of his accusations against him yes um Let's and we're gonna do there's many of them the washington post tried to count all the accusations and they could not there's so many oh no yeah so oh, we're gonna no. do the famous ones just because they're more well known so uh, Catherine Heigl, we all know her from Grey's Anatomy. Yep. Uh, she was in Under Siege 2 um, when she was 16 years old. Stephen told her that he had girlfriends her age. Catherine asked him, isn't that illegal? Stephen said, they don't seem to mind. Catherine then yelled out to her mother. And uh, later there's a picture of them on the red carpet where Stephen has his hand like very, very close to her breast. Like... It's very awkward because she's definitely underage and like yep. he looks like he's about to grope her. And he definitely does not have um, a problem with that. Love it. Nope. And we'll get into more of that. So Ginny uh, McCarthy. Ginny uh, attended an audition for Under Siege 2. Upon going to the audition, she noticed that no one else in the room besides herself and Steven. He told her that the part in the film had nudity. McCarthy said that her agent specifically told her that there would be no nudity. Steven said, yes, but there is also off-camera nudity. McCarthy left and yelled at him, and if he wanted to look at her naked, he could get her Playboy video for $19.99, which is a pretty solid burn on her part. I thought that was actually pretty good. That's a power um, move. I love it that. Is. I like that, too. I was like, man, good for her. That's pretty awesome. Like, F you pay me. <laughs> like... uh, then as she was leaving, Seagal followed her and told her not to tell anyone. Uh, she also said on her account that many girls auditioned before her and questioned how many girls took off their clothes during that audition. Um, then we have Julianne Margulies. She's from like ER and The Good Wife. Yep. 
Yeah. Uh, she was in the film with him, Out for Justice. He invited her to his um, trailer for a chemistry read, promised that a casting agent would be there. She was not there. When she sat down on the couch, she felt like a really large like object in the couch. Uh, she sat, she pulled it out and it was a gun. Steven said that he had that gun because you can never be too careful. He then asked her if she'd like a poem reading. She made it. <laughs> I know. Okay. Weirdest part yet. Yeah. <laughs> Most unsettling part of this whole thing. <laughs> I know. She even said like, she's like, I was really like scared. I was going to get like murdered or raped. And then she he asked if I wanted a palm reading. She's like, oh, he's just a weirdo. And so like, oh, no. she, she kind of got calmed down because of that. That's, oh my God. Made an excuse to leave. He, and uh, then she asked him for cab fare. He gave her a hundred bucks because I think he like kind of felt like I'm paying you for like more. And she just took the money and like rode the subway. Um, That's right. She, bye. Yep, bye, bitch. And then when she got back, she requested um, to the set to never be left in the same like room with him alone, basically. Good, and, good for uh, her. Yeah. Uh, we have Portia Del Rossi, Ellen's wife. Uh, she was also in Arrested Development. She was alone with Steven and he unzipped his pants in front of her. Uh, whenever she reported this to her agents, her agents said, well, I guess he just wasn't your type. So that's nice, you know, Good. getting sexually assaulted and people just like, yeah, I guess you didn't want it. Like, yeah, I don't want it. And then <laughs> yeah, I have, don't. <laughs> then we have my girl, which is Jamie Presley. I, I need to add her to Thirst Corner, maybe in a less depressing Yeah, you never tone, talked about like, her. I know, I love her though, but she was on yeah. Howard Stern and like, by the way, like all these people like almost talked about this, like as this happened back in the 90s and 2000s. Yeah. So it's not like this all like came out, like this was all like well known about him, like at the time this happened. Great. So Good. she was on Howard Stern in like 2001. And Jamie said that Steven offered to give her a massage on the movie Ticker. Uh, once he started rubbing her back, he immediately started groping her breasts against Jamie's consent. So cool guy. Love it. Also, Love um, it. If you thought that guys were not immune from him, uh, you were wrong. Uh, our you know, boy... I hadn't even explored that thought in my mind yet. So thank you for clarifying. <laughs> <laughs> hadn't even gone there. <laughs> we have our boy, John Leguizamo. He also got assaulted by Steven Seagal. What? I love him. Yes, he's great. I love okay, him too. That offends me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not... That one got me. Um, I love him. <laughs> uh, he had a supporting role in Executive Decision. All these movies just sound so terrible. Uh, they all sound like the worst thing ever. I know. <laughs> Steven showed up to the set and said, I'm in command. Everything I say is law. Does anyone disagree? John then laughed at him and Steven threw him up against the wall and tried to punch him. So, yeah. <laughs> Very chill, bro. Very chill. So um, we got into the ones that were, um, that were pretty, I'd say, like, more tame compared to other stuff. There's a model, uh, Rachel Grant. She stated that he took his pants off and tried um, taking her top off on a chemistry test. After she rejected him, she was ejected out of the movie Out to Kill out of retaliation. There's another model. I don't have her name on here, sadly. But he... Um, invited her to a chemistry greeting audition. She understood that she'd have to like show up in her like bikini. So she like got in her bikini and whenever she did this, one of his bodyguards like put himself up against the exit, the only exit. And then Steven started 
groping her breast and grabbing her genitals and she started screaming and eventually like I guess she was able to get outside the bar to guard and leave but that was the most that that happened and then we have the all-out rape story so Regina Simmons this is 1993 he asked her to a rap party when she arrived at his house she was the only one there she details that she was raped when she was 18 years old she said that tears were streaming down my face as I pleaded with them to stop. I was not sexually active yet, so I kind of did not know what was going on. The only thing I could do during the whole time was freeze. So she did actually pursue charges against him in 2018. However, the LA um, court threw out her case. So yay, justice, cool. Okay, love it. So, all right, so that's like, pretty much the assault like I said there's a lot out there like so much out there I just it did a couple but literally there's still like his wikipedia page that like there's an allegation that's just like this decade and this decade and this decade it's just oh my God. it's a lot so um whenever he was doing the direct-to-video stuff he um he got a new idea about how to make more money as I said we're just going to be hopping from one thing to another so he decided to make a reality tv show where he was a police officer and so yeah so like was... like a fake police officer no like... no no you would think but no he got licensed in Louisiana and he joined the Louisiana cops on Stop like cases it. like a real yeah. police officer no yeah they like deputized Dude. him so they yeah this gets bad I'm so, so upset. uh I'd love to go on more about this but we we gotta hit the topics hard and fast god defund the police <laughs> <laughs> So um, this lasted like two seasons. Um, he was with Louisiana. Um, and then one of the assistants on, on set uh, accused Stephen of um, trapping her and taking him to her home where she had trouble escaping. While there, he also had two Russian women who were also trapped in his home. Uh, so he accused, she accused him once she was able to escape of running a sex trafficking operation. Um, there was no charges filed because where she was claiming this happened was also the police dis, uh, part, you know, where he's a deputy of. So she found that to be oh. a conflict of interest, but she could never get accusations to the actual like place where they would be accepted. So that would never was prosecuted either. Oh so then God. Steven, Steven tried to do another season where he did it in Arizona with famous Sheriff Joe Arpaio, you know, the guy who, you remember him? Why is there a famous sheriff? Because uh, he like ran like detention facilities for immigrants and like really like starved them. Oh and, no! Yeah, that yeah, one. Oh boy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So he was Yikes. a deputy for that dude, and um, what the big allegation there is apparently Stephen. Um, he's a really weird mix of like the absolute worst of like the far right. All like like spectrum and also like the far left like he's a buddhist that's a whole other thing he got deitized by the dalai lama okay. like he paid he paid the dalai lama to like make him a deity like i'm gonna be real with you the dalai lama seems kind of like a scumbag like can i say that like yeah, I, they yeah. seem like they're like he seems like a purely like for-profit 
organization. I'm just, I don't want to get into that, but I just like, I don't yeah, know, that's a little man. Tangent. I, I, I agree questions. with you. <laughs> I don't think I did until I saw that he deitized Steven Seagal. And then I got real confused. Like the fact why. that you can just pay money to become a deity seems questionable to me. Just saying. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he's real into PETA. He's real into Buddhism. He's a weird mix of a human being. So, like, protect animals, but, like, rape women. Yeah. Interesting mix. Interesting. Yikes. Yeah, it's, you know, what, it's what Buddhists believe. It's what Buddha wants. Yeah. (laughs) Jeez. So, uh, while he was with the Arizona, apparently they got a word of, like, a cockfighting ring, which is, like, apparently was, like, near and dear to Stephen's heart. Oh. So the sheriff lets Stephen drive a tank into this guy's home. <laughs> what? What? Yeah. And so when they did this operation for cockfighting, they ended up killing like a hundred chickens and the guy's dog. And there was no evidence that there was cockfighting. He just like had a bunch of chickens. And so the guy like tried to sue him because of like how ridiculous all of this is. I can't. I can't. So now we get oh to the God. last stage of Steven Seagal. Dude. Which, do you want to predict where we're going to go from here? Like what Steven Seagal is now doing with his life? Like, do you want to take any guesses? No, I have no fucking idea. This could literally go in any direction. We oh got to talk God. about his best friend. Do you want to know who his best friend is? Oh no, it's probably someone horrible. <laughs> it's someone like who's actually worse than Steven Seagal, which is hard to do. Trump, I don't know who else. <laughs> no, it's even worse than Trump, man. It's it's Vladimir Putin. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, for the past what? for the past oh, decade. No. Um, I guess like in Russia there's been like a whole thing to try to get like celebrities to be more sympathetic to Russia and so like Steven Seagal needs money and I guess like Vladimir Putin like was a big um, Steven Seagal movie fan because of course he was Um, (laughs) the movies where they like beat up where they like beat up Russian bad guys like pretty much I mean what okay yeah Uh, uh, and so he uh, brought him to Russia and uh, there's also, this is another weird page about Steven Seagal. I'm sorry. There's just so many random weird things about him. Uh, Steven Seagal has a blues band. It's truly the worst like music I've ever heard. I just, I'm tired of this. I'm, I'm tired of him. Like I can't, like he needs to stop. <laughs> I heard a little bit of it and it was the weirdest song I've ever heard. It was like blues, but then he's like going on the like song and just like talking about Punani a lot. Like it's really, really weird. Blues Punani. Blues Punani, yes. That's the worst. That's the worst thing I've heard. And like the band is like Steven Seagal's Crystal Cave. If anyone wants to (laughs) look it up. I don't, not even a little bit. Dear Um, God. So he and the band played in Russia, which like the only good part about it is like whoever those other blues players are, at least they got a cool like trip to Russia. So good for them. Um, but whenever the whole rape case came down in Los Angeles, uh, Vladimir Putin actually like, granted him Russian citizenship. And he also made him a envoy and a diplomat to the United States. So um, that's exciting. We have a nice little diplomat to us. And so that's what he's doing now. Oh, also he 
writes terrible fiction which can he just stop (laughs) like can he just not with any of this dude he he does so much like he's doing the most like he really is my god they actually read the first couple chapters of uh his book on uh behind the bastards it is truly truly terrible it I the grammar like the whole like first page of the book is literally just like a series of questions like that's all it is like he he doesn't seem to know how to write I'm done. Uh, he, I can't he he writes about a Native American bol- border patrol agent because apparently he now has Native American heritage of course because okay. uh, he, he lies a lot in. he also claimed he worked for the CIA the Navy police like just mm-hmm. everything yeah so yeah Wow, wow. So what are your thoughts of Steven Seagal now? Like, isn't he really like the worst? (laughs) I don't even know how to like summarize all of that. That was so much, but wow, truly just the worst kind of person on every level. Dude, I'm just amazed like how diverse he is on his shittiness. He's all over the place. He just can't do one thing. Like he's got to do it all. No. Wow. Well, damn. Well, thank you for sharing this all with me. Much to think about. (laughs) Much to process. (laughs) I don't know how he's not in jail, though. Like, out of all the stuff, like, he just, it's, like, crazy to me. I think it's partially, like, it helps him because he's not as famous. He's not high level enough. Yeah, I think is the thing. Yeah. So, like, no one really wants to report on someone who's just kind of lame, and that's kind of how he is. Yeah. And, like, I guess, you know, a lot of his allegations happened kind of, like, back in the day, like, before Me Too and stuff. So, I guess it just, people were like, haha, that's Hollywood, baby. <laughs> like, you know, like, so it seems like that was also just, like, working in his favor. That, like, people were like, no, like, you're gonna just, like, get groped when you show up to an audition. It, it is what it is. <laughs> like, you know. But if you want the part, you better do it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Damn. Well, that was dark. Um, thank you for that. That was real dark. <laughs> um, do we do we want to lighten it up with some some Tulsa time? Yeah, let's talk about Tulsa. All right. Yeah. So um, so we only had one day together, but we really made the most of it. Um, Joe extended his Tulsa visit by a day so that he could see me um, the first day of my trip. So we spent pretty much all of Saturday together and had a raging good time with your parents as always hanging out at uh club joe aka your parents house um your parents tell the funniest stories by the way i, I love them so much <laughs> yeah they love you it's fun it's great so yeah we had a good time party of four um hung out with jazz my girl love her and yeah so we did our our sexy beasts watch along so we promoted it a little bit but in place of an episode last week we did a instagram live which is now posted on instagram you can go watch it on our insta um it's us watching the first two episodes of sexy beasts you can play it at the same time as you're watching do the watch along if you still have not watched um so like what what would you say kind of like your big takeaways from sexy beasts like first two episodes like i've now watched all six episodes I think you have too. Yeah, I like I was hoping we could like go more in the nitty-gritty on each episode, but like they're kind of like somewhat samey to a degree. They're very similar. Each you know episode I mean? is very like, similar. Yeah. Um 
you can hear our like play by play on the the watch along um and then i think next week we'll talk about the the other four episodes yeah Um, we'll give people another week to catch up i didn't realize they were so short so yeah so watch the the rest of the series for next week and we'll discuss then but um at least for like the first two episodes i mean i guess like i just have a lot of questions about like how they even kind of like pair people up into the groups because they don't live near each other is the thing like they're not like do they really think that this is going to be like a serious dating connection like the more i thought about it and i was watching i was just like wait but like they like this person lives in england and they're they're they chose someone who's from texas or something you know it's yeah. like weird stuff where i'm like but wait like what is the point of all of this like i don't know that was one of my big questions that i was thinking about and i was just like wait but what like that part didn't make sense to me um not that any of it makes sense uh, i mean they're literally like dressed up as like pandas and shit like none of it makes sense but like just logistically (laughs) i do like the first episode though where like they just like want to fuck like they truly like when they see each other they're just like can we get a room like we just want a bone like now like it's like yeah i love that i love that i actually the the first episode i think was one of my favorites the um the the devil one she was fun i i liked that episode um the the second episode with the beaver guy he it was, was really worst. into asses like he oh my god he was so into butts all of those girls could do better like i yeah. was like dude like pick none of them because you don't deserve them <laughs> and the poor girl that got picked seemed to be into it i was like no girl just say no i know i was just like but like why though Ugh, it was very strange um yeah I don't know it's just like a bizarre concept to me because like we said when we were watching like they don't like disguise their bodies at all so you still know that they're hot like you're like they have an amazing body and you know that so it's just like funny it's just like okay like the whole like oh we're not dating for looks or whatever like it's like okay but come on like (laughs) that's part of it you just literally can't see their face that was my favorite is like the girl (laughs) in the beginning who's like I just like He's like, I'm 21 and like, I can't like get anyone to like me because I'm a model and I'm so attractive. And then like, you see her body and it's like, just like perfect. Like she's literally perfect in her body. And I'm like, yeah, no one's going to be like, oh, wow. I'm sure like that girl's going to be super ugly. She's like, I am a six foot model. And like, it's really hard because I also only attract like six foot models. Like, and it's just my dating life is so hard because of that. Like, it's like, girl. I know, and then the next guy, the ass dude, was just like, I'm, like, huge, and I don't want people to choose me because I'm huge. And I'm like, your face is covered, your whole body, like, you're still you do huge, have, like, bro. huge pecs. You're like, huge, like, you you're, like, busting out of your yeah. sweater. Like, <laughs> no, I know, it was that, that was the funniest part. I was like, okay, come on now. Oh, and then like, when he's, like, uh, whenever, like, they meet each other, and he's just like, yo, girl, I'm gonna show you what you got. And he, like, takes his jacket off and, like, does a turn. And like all her reaction was just like, I just kind of wanted his jacket because I was cold. Like, oh my God, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was, that was, that one was a rough one for sure. That was a rough one. Oh, uh, um, God. But yeah, what a bizarre show. I love it. Really glad we picked this for our, you know, summer book club that's not a book. Um, really great so watch the next four and we will discuss next week um if you have not yet 
And, and like honestly, like I'm gonna be real with everyone. If like you think this show's stupid and a waste of your time, one like do you really have like feels like pretty everyone's pretty available right now. And two, like just watch episode three because that's like truly the one I want to get into with Panda Girl. Like she's yes. my favorite. And I love yes, her and I episode her. three, I'm very excited to discuss. So looking forward to that next week. Um, but yeah, you'll watch like literally all six episodes will take you like under two hours like yeah. I mean, they're so quick just like do it like there's nothing stopping you guys um so yeah love it um so yeah so we did our live watch along of sexy beasts and then we went out on the town that night we did stop to get pizza also we i ate my favorite pizza several times while i was in town um thank you for that but then we had oh, you, you got a t-shirt from there too <laughs> i got a t-shirt that says peace love ranch and i'm not sorry i love it i wore it yesterday proudly um yeah so there's that thank you hideaway pizza um <laughs> sponsor us hideaway <laughs> sponsor of the pod <laughs> we wish <laughs> just give us some free merch honestly like we don't even need money <laughs> um so yeah so then we went out on the town t-town hitting up downtown tulsa um we were invited to friend of the pod nicholas foster's gig at sound pony so one of the bars in downtown tulsa so we went to that and it was actually packed it was really fun it was actually like a really cool gig um he claims that not all of his gigs are like that, but I'm just gonna like, I'm just gonna suspend belief and say like, yes, he's a huge rock star and all of his gigs are like a packed house. Like, let's just let him believe that. So, yeah, it was packed and it was like really cool. It was like a horn, mostly horn band that played like pop songs. Yeah, it, it was, was like really a New good. Orleans, it was like a New Orleans brass band, but they were doing like, like pop covers. Like they did like Whitney Houston and like, outcast and stuff yeah. like it was really cool it was actually so fun um so thank you nicholas for the invite we had a great time so we saw him we also ran to people from high school at that because it was like again like a packed house um so that was fun and yeah i don't know it's just like it's fun to like be somewhere where you actually do kind of like run into like people you know and like i recognize some people there too i was like oh yeah like they're like a friend of a friend or like i kind of know them and stuff so it was just i don't know it's fun to be somewhere where that happens because I feel like that doesn't happen in San Diego for me. So I was like, that was nice. Um, so we did that. And then we rolled on out of there and hit the real highlight of the evening. Joe took me to the sex club. Yeah, did. <laughs> so we figured out that the sex club was running that Saturday night. And he's like, you want to go? And I was like, yeah, I think I do. <laughs> so- <laughs> So we rolled in and the sex club was also having like a packed house kind of night. Like we rolled in and we like are like checking in and he's like, okay guys, just so you know, it's like really busy. There's like a wait for beds, like there's standing room only. And we're like, oh my God, like (laughs) was that the busiest you've ever seen it? Yeah. I've never seen it that busy. Yeah. Like Like, it was, it was packed. There was busier times. Like, cause the, I think the, I've told people like there's a bar next door to it and there's the club. Mm-hmm. So only like the club, I guess, is open. They're not really like having carry over to the bar. Um, so like, yeah, like in terms of people in the cl- like actual like sex club club, like, yeah, I've never seen it like that busy. It was packed. Yeah. So, so, so Joe's done a really good job describing it on the pod. Like he, it was pretty much exactly what I expected. Like I was pretty much like, yeah, this is what I pictured. So like you get there and like we parked in the back because it's like a BYOB situation. So like we parked in the back. 
and then we went in and there's like this fully like fenced in area behind the club and the club's just kind of like in a strip mall um so we go in the fenced in area and that's like the patio outdoor area so like you go in and like people are just chilling out there people can smoke out there people can drink people can just like hang out and talk there's like tables and chairs and stuff um it's just kind of like the outdoor area at a bar um but like there's like titties out so like people can be like at that point you're like in the club more or less so you can be in any array of like dress there's... or undress <laughs> there's like a girl there's like girls who just want to like hang out with their tits out outside yeah like if that's what you're down for like you can just go and do that and like not even participate inside like they had different rates to get in like there's like a cover or whatever so um there was one that was just like a patio pass like that was like cheaper like if you literally just wanted to come like hang out on the patio like with your titties out and like talk to like swingers like you could do that I guess so maybe that's some people's vibe I don't know uh but we paid the like the rate to actually get into the club or whatever so like you go in and it, it it's just like one room it's like one big room and like everything's like red and black and there's like mood lighting and there's like sexy music playing and there's like incense burning um someone asked me if it like smelled like sex and I was like no actually not at all it smells like really pleasant in there like I don't know how they do it but like good for them um I think they just have like a lot of incense burning and stuff but it it definitely like was not really like gross I kind of expected it to be like kind of gross and it really wasn't so that was kind of like an unexpected surprise. They, they hire people to like change the beds and like something like yeah. they really are good on like upkeep to like making sure like things like are not just like gross. So yeah. No, yeah, they do a good job. So there's like a there's like a guy like checking you in at the front table when you go in and it's like quiet in that room so you can like only like whisper and stuff and then the there's like a girl working there too who's like the room attendant and she like introduces herself to you when you get there um and she's like in like lingerie walking around but she's the one that like will like strip the beds like change the bed sheets between uses and like she like brought this one girl water like who had just gotten like railed by like three dudes and she like brought her water and was like patting her head and I was like this is like five star service like good for her (laughs) um no but it's kind of funny but yeah she's there literally to just like make sure things are good and they will they like yelled at people like when if people were like breaking the rules I mean they they had like a lot of rules and they're pretty strict so like if people were talking too loud they would tell them they had to leave like if people like one guy walked in with like a like smoking at one point he walked like in the door and they were like get the fuck out of here with that like they were like serious yeah. so like I mean it's good they have like strict rules but they go over the rules with you when you get there um and then there's yeah there's just like a row of like there's like three beds on like each side and then um, there's like couches kind of like down the middle and then people were kind of standing clustered over kind of like against the walls and stuff too. And yeah, it's literally just like people can take a bed and people can just watch from wherever. Um, I was a little surprised at like how close you could get to the beds. Like, I yeah, mean- Yeah, you're pretty close. Like you're pretty close. Like if you want to watch someone, if you want to be like right next to the bed watching someone, like technically you can do that. <laughs> So that was interesting. I mean, some people got close and I was like, oh, that's that's pretty personal. <laughs> like, well, the weirdest one is like, <laughs> there was like three guys and a girl like standing right beside a bed. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. that's like very- like, They were like me. right there. Yeah. So that was very funny. <laughs> um, there's definitely some interesting situations. We saw a lot of interesting dynamics. 
um, a lot of groupings where you're kind of like, what's the vibe here? Like, what's going on with that? Yeah, there was a uh, two old, <laughs> two older couples where like the ladies got together before, yeah. and the guys watched, and the guys are like, "Here we go," and then the guys like got together with their they got spouses, girlfriends, yeah. wives, whatever they were. But these were legit, like just like two like very average looking middle aged couples. The dudes were wearing like button down shirts and like khaki, like pleated khakis. I mean, it was just it's it's like it's very interesting because you see like all kinds, you know. Um, and then I don't know, like there was some that were really interesting where it was like, like a girl who was like maybe our age and like a guy who was like pretty attractive who was probably also our age roughly, and like they were hooking up, but then she also had this older dude with them and he was like watching them hook up. So like I don't know if like that was like her boyfriend or like her sugar daddy or what. But then like she had her younger like boy toy who was like her own yeah. age. I don't know. There were some interesting dynamics where you're just kind of like, huh, okay. I kind of want to know the story there, but like, <laughs> it was definitely interesting. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know, like anything else exciting happened. Like no one, we only suit had- guy. Oh my God. Gotta okay. Talk gotta guy. talk about suit guy. You're so right. Okay. Favorite part. Um, I was, I was just going to say like, no one really approached us. Um, because I, I think people just kind of like assumed we were a couple cause we were there together. Um, which is fine. Like we paid the couple rate so we could go in cheaper, but, um, the, the only guy who really approached us, um, was like right when we got there, this guy in a full three-piece suit who was like, one of the more attractive people there, I would say. And one of the younger people there, he was like our age probably right also like a side note like it was like what do you say like 90 degrees outside so like what the fuck's he doing like 90 degrees Dude, in a suit anyway but it yeah, was, like, yeah no yeah it was so hot in Tulsa left that out balls hot the in the in the bar where we saw Nicholas earlier where it was packed I mean we were like sweating bullets it was so so mm -hmm. hot and so muggy um but yeah it's hot outside this dude's rolling into the sex club in a full three-piece suit. Um, but yeah, he's like probably our age or, or thereabouts. Um, decently attractive. Comes up to us and he's like, oh, are you guys here to, you know, like play tonight? And like, we were like, oh, we're just observing. Thanks. And he's like, oh, voyeurs. Nice. And like, I'm like, okay, cool. Thank you, sir. <laughs> um, but then like right after he's talking to us, he's standing kind of next to us. And this like middle-aged woman like just comes up, grabs him by the tie and just goes, you're mine and just pulls him over to a bed. And we're just like, oh yes. <laughs> and he's just like, it's on. <laughs> so, but the best part was it took him like five minutes to undress because he had like a three-piece suit on. Yeah, she's just like naked, like waiting. Yeah, She's like naked, like on the bed, just like staring at him. And he's just like, okay, let me just take my tie off. Like, <laughs> and then The best part was when they were finally done, he gets dressed back up in his full three-piece suit like ties the tie like everything but then he goes oh, again but then he gets and with then, another girl like, yeah two minutes later gets picked by another girl and just does the whole thing over again we watched this happen like three times and every time he slowly undressed from the suit and then when he was done he fully put the suit back on like that was his thing that was his look and he had committed to it for the night he like did. that was the best i loved it oh my god so that was wild um but yeah otherwise i mean i don't know it's like an interesting time i i'm not gonna There's say the, like uh... it's really like my vibe like i don't know if i'd necessarily go back because like i'm not gonna like participate but it was definitely like an interesting experience what i was gonna point out about it that i think it's really cool and kind of like what we're talking about is just like women choice anyway is like how like 
people are there to supervise like it's very much like what the ladies want like you know yeah like, you're with the guy. Cool. like she chose him it's not like he's just like going around like yeah you're gonna be mine or whatnot like you know yeah like, and overall i was shocked at how like very respectful everyone there was like everyone was very polite mm-hmm. like i didn't get creeped on by like anyone like i, I mean yeah it, it was like it's kind of like a very nice like sexy utopia where like the the ladies are in control and everyone is just polite and respectful of everyone's wishes and no one gets pushy with anyone about anything like it's that was actually very refreshing and nice I was like this is cool I like this all like bars should be like this (laughs) (laughs) so yeah so that was good um but yeah I mean fun times in Tulsa um um but yeah it was it was really fun it was really good just to like see everyone um I actually like this gonna get deep for a second but I actually got like like really sad when I got back to San Diego like this hasn't ever really happened I'm normally like glad to get back here but like I don't know something about this trip like I like the day after I got back I was legit like crying in my car like running errands like I was I was so sad and I don't know I think one, I just hadn't been to Tulsa in a long time, so it was just, like, really good to see everyone. It had been longer than usual. But then also, I just, like, I don't know. I had this weird feeling of, like, the people I see when I'm in Tulsa, like, know me so deeply because they've known me for so long. And I just don't, I don't feel like I have that same connection with, like, anyone out here I have great friends out here I love everyone out here but like it just like I don't know those people that you've been friends with forever who have known you during these like formative years of your life I just feel like you have this like deep connection that like can't be replicated and like whenever like I hang out with you or like I hang out with Nicholas or like I hang out with John like I like I I feel like we just like pick up and like not a day has passed like I just like we get deep like really fast like me and Nicholas were like just grabbing drinks and we were like talking about like oh like how did you see your life going and like you know like is this what you really want in life and just like all this deep stuff and like we just like go there like immediately it's like nothing has changed so I don't know I I guess I just like and like being with my dad who I like love so much and I don't get to see him very often um and even just like the feeling of like going into bars and like running into like people you know and just like having those like deep ties and stuff to like a community I don't know it's just like all of that got me like really deep in my feels and I was just like I feel like I don't have any of that here and like I don't know it's just like such a good trip and so fun but I was like I don't know I was I I was definitely in like a funk for a few days when I got back because I don't know I just like miss you guys and I miss like I don't know I miss feeling that like deep like deep connection with people so I don't know I don't know if anyone can relate to that but I was like I was in it No, I feel you. I mean, like Tulsa's home, so I mean, like it, it makes sense. Like it doesn't matter where you are. Like if you're away from your hometown, like you can be happy where you are currently, but you're always gonna like be missing home to a certain degree. Yeah, and just like going to my favorite restaurants and like just like getting in the car and like not having to turn my GPS on, just like knowing where I'm going. I know that's like a dumb little thing, but just like knowing the exact like back roads to take to like get somewhere faster and like knowing where I'm going before like and not having to like check the traffic and check the best route and all this stuff like I just know and it's just like stuff like that I don't know it's just it's really like comforting it just feels really like safe so yeah so that was my trip to Tulsa 
Um, but anyway, um, do you want to get into Thirst Corner? Yeah, sure. I got the list out. Hell yeah. Thirst Corner. All right. All right. So we're doing celebrities who are 56. Okay. All right. We got Richmond off the bat. Robert Downey Jr. Okay. That's, that's, um, yeah. That's a good one right off the bat. Wow. That's actually my current wifey's like almost like number one thirst. Um, except like she specifically thirsts after him for his role in Sherlock Holmes. He is really hot in that movie. I, I don't disagree. Yeah, I thought it was an interesting one. I was like, I would think like Iron Man. She's like, no, nah, Iron Man's like too douchey. I like his like Sherlock Holmes. Like, no, demeanor. when he's Sherlock Holmes and there's like that boxing scene in Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, like, it's hot. I know what she's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I <laughs> see you, girl. <laughs> okay, that's a good one. Yeah. All right. Then we got Keanu Reeves. So Damn. Hitting, yeah, all the hot oh 50 year old dudes. <laughs> okay. I keep thinking each week when we do these, I keep thinking like, wow, we peaked with that one. It's all right. downhill from here. Like we can't have a stacked lineup like that again, but then we do every week. <laughs> I think we're going to get a lot of um, ones that you like a lot. Uh, we got Kamala Harris. I forget okay. she's 56. Yeah. She uh, got... is amazing and I love her and you all know this, but damn, yeah, she looks good. We got Martin Lawrence, Chris Rock, Brooke Shields. Um God. Uh, yeah. Oh God. <laughs> Stacked. We got Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh... <laughs> Obviously the top pick in the lineup. Obviously. He's, he's, he's not a, he's like he's an attractive dude. He's fine, uh, yeah, yeah. Nothing wrong with him. We got Slash. Uh, okay, yes. He's an awesome guitarist. Awesome. Uh, I don't, he, he's hard to tell exactly what he looks like, honestly. Did you know he's like half black? I mean, I guess I could see it, but I didn't know that, no. I didn't either, but like, no, like, I didn't, I, it took me like a, wa- a long time in life to know. Like, I guess it's like sunglasses and hat cover up like Yeah, so yeah. well, that's face, what I'm saying, like... and the hair and everything, like, it's kind of, that's what I was saying, it's kind of hard to tell what he looks like, honestly. So I don't know if I'm surprised about his age, because like, who knows what he actually looks like? He's kind of got his, his whole image. <laughs> yeah. Then we got, uh, we got one downer. We got Kevin James, so sorry, we'll, we'll pass that one by. Um, he looks his age he looks hey, worse than his age you can tell me whatever age you want i'll believe on kevin you could tell me he, you could tell me he's like 75 and i'd be like yeah checks out like sure <laughs> <laughs> we got sarah jessica parker interestingly enough um, okay she looks her age <laughs> don Cheadle, who we have talked about before we so. just talked about him because he's in space jam yeah yeah love don Cheadle. Ooh, Monica Belusi. That's a really hot lady. Oh my gosh. Okay. okay. Yep. Yep. Uh, Rob Zombie. <laughs> this is such a random list. What a random list. Yeah. Love it. Um, Eddie Vedder from uh, Pearl Jam. Ooh, okay. One of my one of my top all time. Uh, Elizabeth Hurley. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. She's always gonna look uh, great. Marissa Tomei. Di- yeah, Marissa Tomei, Diana Lane, um, Hoda Kotib, the Good Hoda Morning Kotb? America lady. Yeah. yeah. Oh, she's great. I love her. 
Uh, let's see. We got some random ones here too. Oh, uh, Michael Bay, Patrick Warburton from Seinfeld. He was like putty. And uh, finally, we got uh, Garth Brooks's wife, Trisha Yearwood. Yes. Our our favorite, uh, John C. Riley. Yes, I love him. Oh my god, any movie he's in is like automatically improved for me. I love him so much. I feel like this um, is like my wholesome list of just like people. This is just like people that are like really cool. Yeah, hang out with. cool yeah. as hell. I want to hang out with all these people, honestly. Put them in a room. Best party ever. Wow. Stacked lineup. Especially Stone Cold Steve Austin. Especially the thirst that we forgot. Most of all, <laughs> what an underrated thirst. <laughs> What's God funny will- is, uh, oh, wifey and i were watching the good place and he actually came up because like he's like you know some people are fans of the rock and she's like but i'm a huge like stone cold steve austin fan amazing i love that wow okay awesome do you have any uh personal ones from the week yeah i have a personal thirst that i've brought to share with you all today um this one comes courtesy of um a recent music video that came out so I don't know if you follow Lil Nas X as intensely as I do, but I love him so much. Um, he is not actually the thirst, although he is a good looking dude. Um, he's super gay. <laughs> um, yeah, he so is. Lil Nas X came out with a new music video for his new single, Industry Baby. And first of all, the song fucking slaps. It's a banger. Um, I've been listening to it like on a loop. Um, but he came out with the music video and the song is featuring Jack Harlow. Do you know who Jack Harlow is? no he is like a white boy rapper hip-hop guy which you normally think like ooh, that's questionable but he is doing it for me oh my god he's got i would say this he's got strong post malone vibes without the tattoos so he does not have face tats but he's got the same like nerdy white boy energy he's got the curly hair um he looks like you would meet him in like Jewish summer school, but then he'd grow up and maybe be like kind of attractive and you'd be like, yeah, I wish I'd hit that. He's got that vibe all around. Um, he's just, he's looking really good. He's in the industry baby music video with um, Lil Nas X. And I, I've known of Jack Harlow. He performed on Saturday Night Live this season. And I was kind of like, who's this guy? So I kind of know of him. I think I know him. who you're talking about now. Let me see. And I've heard some of his songs. He's featured on a lot of like rap songs. Um, but I really was sleeping on him until I saw him in this music video. And now I'm like, wow. Yes. Oh God, that he's is- like the exact kind of like dirty dude that you like. Yes, exactly. You know what I like. <laughs> <laughs> like he's just like, he looks dirty. I love it. <laughs> he, he looks like he's like just woke up after like a binger and that's like him like cleaned up yeah yeah, yeah. the picture i have like has his like uh jeans and like it has like harlow over like his dick yeah that's my that's the energy i'm looking for yeah exactly so he's got that dirty post malone energy and i love it so he's my current uh celebrity thirst i mean like i mean just look at this guy yeah like look at that he's just dirty i love it like oh so anyway that's who i'm feeling this week um 
if anyone agrees with me, please uh, holla at me. Let me know. I did already discuss this with Sierra, friend of the pod, because, um, you know, she is a huge Posty fan like like myself. And I was like, okay, need your thoughts on Jack Harlow because he's giving me like strong Posty energy. And she's like, oh my God, girl, I want to fuck him so bad. And I'm like, okay, thank you for confirming. So yeah, um, we're on the same wavelength on that one. But yeah, um, that's mine. I don't know. Any, uh, any others for you or... Yeah, I had a really, really good one this week. I was like super happy. Um, okay. Maybe at her age, because like I know like who she is, but like I feel like she gets really underrated. Okay. So um, we, I don't, I don't think we've ever talked about her, for, but uh, Game of Thrones, uh, Lena Headey. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I was like, sorry this week, and I was just like, I mean, like she looked good at Cersei, but like her in real life is like she's like so much more attractive. She's like tatted up she's got like the like brunette hair like i don't know she just looks she's like hella like, cool oh my god she's like edgy goth milf of your dreams yeah, like she's she exactly is. your type yeah. I, can see why you, <laughs> I can see why you like her <laughs> my type is just like dirty post malone and yours is like edgy milf like <laughs> yeah uh, i think that's like what hit me so I was watching uh, the new like Masters of the Universe and she like voices a character, but she was like on the after show and she popped up and I was like, why do I always forget about her? She's like so hot. Like what the hell? Yeah, you're, you're really sleeping on her. Like, I have been. Oh man, no, she's great. Um, and what's cute is like, I don't know if you know this, but like apparently like her and uh, Peter Dinklage are like really close in like real life. Like um, they were like kind of like antagonists on the show, but like apparently like they like have like so much fun together. And I think okay, that's like I really love wholesome. That for them. Peter yeah. Dinklage seems so fun. I just want to hang out with him. He seems like the coolest bro. Like, yeah, I can, I, I can see those, those vibes. I love it. Wow. Um, awesome. Well, any, uh, any random chatter? Gosh, we've hit like so much stuff. We, I can't, like... we went hard this episode. We took off a week and I, I had topics stacked up. Um, I have a few uh, little headlines that I just want to share real quick because they relate to things we've discussed in the past. Um, first of all, I won't go in depth on this, but um, Britney Spears was finally allowed to get her own attorney Ooh. of her choosing. So things are moving. It's good. Um, and she has already had him petition to end her conservatorship and the hearing got moved up to like September from like later times or something. So it's, things are going. So um, we'll, we'll share more Brittany updates as they come, but for now things are, are going in the right direction. So I'm really happy about that. That's awesome. I'm happy yeah. for it. Yeah. Things are, things are actually moving now, which is so exciting. Um, so yeah, so that happened. Um, we need to talk about Benefer 2.0 for a second because um, Jenny from the block and Ben Affleck officially like confirmed their relationship. You know, there'd been like tons of paparazzi photos of them and stuff, but like they officially like JLo for her, like I think it was like 52nd birthday or something. First of all, she looks insane. Um, she does like holy insane, <laughs> insane, like unreal. Um, but she like officially posted a picture of her and Ben Affleck like making out like on a yacht like for her birthday. Um, so it's like official like from their team now that like it's on. And I love this. I love this so much. Like why am I so obsessed with this relationship? Like Ben Affleck got like a thousand times hotter 
instantly just by getting back with her it's insane I don't know how this happened but I'm suddenly like oh my god he's like the hottest man alive like what (laughs) like and like I'm like I was like making fun of him for his back tat like two months ago and now I'm like this man is everything to me like it's it's unreal so the funniest photo though is like I think like some paparazzi caught him like where like there's a photo like when they were together like initially like her like him like touching her butt and I guess like he did that like 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 recently yeah like he looks so sad in the like photo (laughs) and i'm like she has a great butt like why are you sad bro like what's wrong with you he looks very like lost in thought i don't know maybe he's just like enjoying the moment maybe he's just like soaking it up like (laughs) i don't know it's like recent ben affleck just looks sad like all the time like he's like gone full batman like yeah but i i kind of love it he's just like moody and brooding now i love it Oh my God. So that's really exciting for everyone. For, for all those who celebrate, it's very exciting. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then I just want to give you a funny recommendation of someone to follow. Um, I'm going to say her name wrong. I guarantee it. It's like Alona Maher or like Ilona Mar. I don't know. It's spelled I-L-O-N-A is her first name. And then M-A-H-E-R is her last name. She is on the u.s women's olympic rugby team so she's a beast because okay she's a woman who plays rugby she's hardcore um but she has been like dominating the headlines because she has been just making these really funny tiktok videos like at the olympics like in the olympic village and stuff like she's just like constantly making these like hilarious thirsty videos about like the other olympians there and like how she's like embarrassed to just like shoot her shot at like a bunch of like demigod looking dudes and stuff like it's just really funny her videos are hilarious um go give her a follow on like instagram or tiktok or wherever she i just i'm obsessed with her i think she's like the funniest person so just wanted everyone to check her out um also she's she lives in san diego apparently i followed her on instagram and found that out yeah and she's like her day job she's like a registered nurse but um she's just seems really cool honestly <laughs> i'm like i just want to find you and like hang out with you you seem so fun <laughs> dude but she's like hot like she's, she's hot like, yeah she, she is built like i mean it's insane yeah, but no she, like, she's very attractive too yeah she looks good yeah but she's got like abs and like yeah like she's her built, shoulders like, are so broad <laughs> like oh my god but yeah she looks in, a, she she's oh. in insanely good shape of course she's beautiful like yeah and she's hilarious so but yeah that's all i got cool i don't really got anything else awesome well we've gone super long so um on that note we will see y'all next week back to our usual usual schedule and peace and blessings y'all peace and blessings bye